Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. The other day, we were invited by the kind people over at Now What NYC to speak to a big audience down at the Canal Street Market about our journeys, about It's the Real, about any questions they might have had, and it went very well. Went so well. Yes. That. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to follow up. Yeah, I, th I thought yeah. you were going to be like, they presented us with like flowers and confetti and, yeah. you know. No, they didn't, Money. Do, they didn't do any of that. <laughs> Actually, maybe it didn't go that well. Yeah. I think it went pretty well. I thought so, too. Yeah. Like, everybody clapped. Yeah. Nobody was... nobody booed. Yeah, I guess. But it... nobody gave us gifts. What is... Yeah, is, is that the, the mark of a good lecture? That people give us gifts? Listen, I saw Lil B in concert, and everybody gave him, like, spatulas. Would you call a Lil B show a lecture? I guess maybe. It was something... I wouldn't call it a, a concert. It was... <laughs> It was a whole experience. What was... Do you remember... Who did you see? You saw... Um, I saw Krayshawn twice. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no the other one. The the um, the other one. The one with the MTV logo tattooed Oh, I saw Riffraff. Riffraff. Yeah. What was his concert like? It was like he just that played was, the music and... No, that, that didn't was rap along. crazy. That was... Uh, what happened there? He... No, he definitely performed... He did a he did a country song. I remember that. Okay, early. <laughs> he was way before Old Town Road. <laughs> well, you know. okay, so we didn't do we didn't do any of those type of shows. Yeah, we we went and we sat down in front of an audience and told our story. No country songs. Should you guys want to hear our story and? Us answer your questions, whether it's at your university, whether it's at your high school, whether it's at your house. Yeah. Whether it's at your job. Whether you want us <laughs> no. to. Yeah. Wait, but don't tell your bosses. No, that'd be fun. That'd yeah. be fun if we just show up for a meeting. <laughs> With microphones. And just, I'll wear a suit. I don't care. I would not. I'll bring like a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, but that like we sh you should wear a suit. I should not. Yeah. We show up in a person's office. Yes. Without being invited, Are and you do a 45-minute thing, and then get mad when anybody tries to leave. But By the way, 45 is light. Okay, fine. <laughs> we'll do a, I'm we'll, willing to stay there all afternoon. Yeah, we'll do a five-hour, like... Um, Not impossible. Closed-door match. Did we, t <laughs> did we talk about... We recently had... Cage uh, match. We recently uh, had a presentation at a big agency here in the city. Huge agency. And we, we sat down, and it, they have tiered seating. Oh, we um, didn't tell the story. Good. And we, we, we sat down... And we played videos, we told stories, we were very engaging, we had a lot of laughs. Yeah, we, we thought we were killing it. No, honestly, like applause. Applause. No gifts. No gifts. But, so it's not that many people there. Like, it was a big agency, yeah, but it's, it's like it's 20 people. 20 I'd people, mm -hmm. yeah. And they're all people who are looking to do business with us. Yeah, some of them have computers, some of them have notepads. You, like, look around, you make eye contact with everyone. It's a bright room. Yeah. There's only three rows. Yeah. In the third row... A guy's passed out. And the funny thing was, so, you know, at the applause at the end, he wakes up, he wakes up, and then everyone comes down to shake our hands and exchange emails and pleasantries and or whatever. And that guy was leading the charge. He was just like, yo, you guys are amazing. We're like, thanks so much for coming. And we're like, you were, you were fast asleep. Yeah, I mean, we, we should have like, <laughs> we should have told him. Yeah. Hey, Listen, we guy. Yeah. You think you're slick. This we saw you. Yeah. The, it's, the it lights were on. It makes you go back to college and think about, <laughs> you know, the professors aren't dumb. They can see. No. I. The wor You want to know what the worst thing I ever did was? Sure. Not the, I mean, maybe this isn't the worst thing I ever did, but right. this is very embarrassing. Yeah. Um, Ellie Wiesel. The, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the author who wrote about the Holocaust, the Holocaust survivor. Yes. yes. The Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Ellie Wiesel. Yeah. Comes to Boston University. Well, not anymore. I think he passed away. But okay. 
um, he he would come every year. Yeah. And he would do this thing, and he came. I went to his lecture twice. Yeah. So so really, my freshman year, my sophomore year. In theory, this is a chance for you youngins out there mm-hmm. to gain some life experience and perspective uh-huh. about the greater world, good and evil, yeah. and history. Yeah. I fell asleep twice. 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 First time, and then I was like, you want to know what? I was awful. I'm going to go again, and I, I, I'm going to be good about it this year. And I fell asleep again. You know, I was going to ask you why, but I'm, I don't want to know. I don't no, want to know what inside okay. you, Jeff, no, made no, you want to go sit in front of this this first of all, it terrific was a, human being. A, a hero. And you I did not do it on purpose. Z's. Yeah, well, I mm, <laughs> didn't need to get Z's. I... Damn, I, my, you listen, were lulled my, to sleep by some. No, 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 no. Oh my god, my college <laughs> experience is. Guys, if you'd like us to come and talk about <laughs> this in front of your workplace or school, I'm or a good person. Whatever, I think we. But I did fall asleep twice. We to, we are happy to do it. If you want us to tell these stories on festival stages, we are also available. Guys, go to our website and email us. Also, when you go to our website, please make sure to sign up for the newsletter. New newsletter coming out this week? This week? Yes. Every so, two weeks it comes out. It's the real.com. People don't believe that it comes out every two weeks. <laughs> I check, don't know why listen, they wouldn't. Check the receipts. Yeah. Go to itsthereal.com. I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com. Sign also, up for the newsletter. Wait, yeah. So here's the thing. I gave away 18 bottles of Bel Air Rosé that so we got before so, the Rick Ross thing. So you are a good person. I'm such a good person. Yeah. But I gave them away for people who subscribe to the newsletter and if they're in New and York. And them only. Also, if you sign up to the newsletter, you will be the first people to be able to purchase new It's The Real shirts. Somebody emailed last night last through the night. website mm-hmm. and said, you guys have the most comfortable t-shirts ever. You put those t-shirts up again. I'm going to buy four of them. I'll buy four of them. So, guys, the bar has been set. Yeah. I mean, now we're four down. Go to itsthereal.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Be the first people to get a crack at the three new kinds of It's The Real t-shirts coming to itsthereal.com slash shop very soon. Wait, Jeff, can you, can you shout out the guy so that people don't think we're making this up? Well, I mean, I don't know if that really actually helps. No. Whatever. When, I, when I say his name, uh-huh. it's going to be even more weird. Is it Ellie Wiesel? It is Zachary, quote, Juicy, J-E-W-C-Y, Holtkamp. You okay. tell me if it's real or not. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. Actually, his email looks real. Should right. I read that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to itsthereal.com, sign up for the newsletter right now. Jeff, who's on the podcast today? On the podcast today is Felton Brown. Felton Brown, Dreamville's senior creative. If you guys fuck with Dreamville, if you guys fuck with Dreamville Fest, if you guys fuck with the rap camp that they did down at Tree Sound Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. No, even if you don't fuck with any of those things, you can still <laughs> you can still like Felton Brown. If you guys like the artwork behind Revenge of the Dreamers 3, this is the podcast that you are interested in. Felton Brown, who, by the way, J. Cole just mentioned on the Big Crit record, Prove It. Mm-hmm. That Felton was the one who introduced him to Big Crit's music. I don't believe it. Prove it. But there is lots more to Felton Brown than just that. He is one of the proprietors of the seminal hip-hop website, PardonMeDuke.com. Maybe you heard of it. He is from East Flatbush. Maybe you heard of it. (laughs) He interned at Def Jam Recordings. Maybe you heard of it. Worked with people like... Little X. Maybe you heard of him. And Ja Rule. Maybe you heard of him. And Ludacris. Maybe you... Blue of him? 
<laughs> and uh, he talks about how he went into advertising in between the Pardon Me Duke phase and the Dreamville phase and how he kept his mind and his heart in hip-hop and what Dreamville means to him. This is an excellent episode that I am really looking forward to you guys listening to. Mm-hmm. So when do you want to get into it? We already did the newsletter stuff? We did. All right, then right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Streets is Done, a.k.a. Dead End. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Break Your Body Open, a.k.a. Lose It Operation. Yo. <laughs> 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 Podcast to waste time with it's the real. Everything's good. Good to see you. It is great. You're one of the few people that we've actually gone like clubbing, clubbing with. (laughs) I still have photos on my Flickr account. Yo, shout out to Flickr. Remember that? (laughs) Yo, I got gigs of photos. Um, (laughs) Felton Brown is one of our first friends that we actually knew in real life moving to the city. When we started It's The Real, we were up in Westchester living at our parents' spot. And then a couple months in, we moved into New York and we might've met maybe at like pianos at like maybe the internet celebrities like gathering. It's either that, yeah, it's either that one or remember Cake Connect? Yeah. She used to have those events. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's one of those, but we, that was like we all were outside around that time. So this was during the blogging era. Yeah. And this is the birth of the blogging era. This was. And yeah. you had a really cool blog. I did. Called PardonMeDuke.com. Yeah. And and it's such a an interesting time to think about back then because there were all these different silos and there weren't like too many of them. You know, there was like the new music cartel. There was like um, you guys, obviously, we were doing our thing, all hip hop, uh, SOHH, and and real smart talk New up, York, smarten up, Nas. Smart up Nas. Yeah, yeah, shout out to the runner of that. <laughs> I don't want to out him. He right. doesn't. He doesn't want to be outed. Right. I always love that URL. I was just yeah. like, that's good. It's brilliant. Yeah, but there was this like small community in New York where we were all like doing something that felt just different. Yeah, and I think around that time it was just like it was literally like. I call that the beginning of the internet. It's kind of even pre-internet because a lot of things from that time you can't find online anymore. But um, every it was just cool to like have a place to like share your view on things, you know. And it was kind of like early. What was your viewpoint? It was just like, all right, so boom. I had you guys remember I had like a web design office with like t- like three of my boys. Yes. Yeah. So you guys um, were all sharing one cubicle. <laughs> remember, like two seats. Yeah. Super tiny. But this is like before we worked. This was like uh we worked before we worked. Right. And, um, it was down on um, well first we were on 18th Street. Um, we started there with um I we had a shared office space with like Little X, Benny Boom, Justin Francis, these directors. So you used to always see like you know artists, hip hop, whatever. And I started this blog because I just really you know I just love music. I love hip hop, so I. We started this blog. I was like, yo, we're going to start this blog. We need a name. I don't even remember how, but it was just like we needed something kind of quirky, like smart up Nas or something like that. Nah, right? Yeah. So it was like, back in the day, you'd always like, like a goon would at least tell you pardon. New York. <laughs> it was like a New York thing. And he'd be like, pardon me, dude. And it's like, it's like you have etiquette. And it was like funny. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy it. So we bought the URL, set up this blog. And then I would just talk about shit, you know, album reviews lines that I liked versus like it wasn't really like trying to be news it was more like yeah you weren't like, like yeah it wasn't like 
clickbaity stuff. You weren't trying to go viral. There was no such thing as going viral back then. It was just like, this is my, it was, it was like a Tumblr, but you know, just of stuff that you liked. Yeah. It's like, shit, but I it like, wasn't on Tumblr. I reviewed, I reviewed <laughs> yeah. albums that came out like 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm it was like shit like that. What was it based on? Was it like a blog spot or was it like no, a WordPress? We were WordPress. We yeah. were early WordPress. And we tried to make it like different because everyone would just like make the WordPress and then just like leave it like bare and like put the banner. I was trying to go in and learn the code shit and like customize my shit. So it looked a little more, you know, like fancy because we were web designers too. So it was right. like, we got to make ours look a little different, everybody. And that would like help us stand out. And did you have a certain schedule in terms of like how much you would like post post a day? No, nah, we were. We, we wanted to post a lot, but we weren't organized, man. You got to understand, like, we, we had, like, a our day shift was building websites. We had, like, a couple contracts at the time. Like, we built um, a bunch of stuff for, like, Asylum Records. We did their website. Now they're back again, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And um, we did stuff for Atlantic. We did for Virgin. We did, like, early website. I did, like, an early website for Neo. Whoa. Like, like yeah. We, so, like, day shift was really, like, trying to, like... My, my partner at the time, Brent and uh, Curtis, and well, Brent was like the organized one. He would keep us like, yo, y'all gotta be doing work. And we yeah. were trying to post <laughs> like album shit when we supposed to be getting work done. So it was, it wasn't, it wasn't organized, but it was, it was a great time, man. What did you want to come out of that website? Did you want to have like advertising and it become like a full-time business or was it just like, I'll do this for fun? So, all right, it, it was for fun, but I secretly, well, it ain't no secret no more because like I'm fully working in the culture now. Yeah. So like my whole life, I've always wanted to be in hip hop. I interned at Def Jam when I was in high school, and then kind of like I went back into like my regular role, which is graphic designer, school, um, life. And then I always kept getting tugged back. So my personal thing was like, yo, I gotta do something in hip hop. So it's like I'd be outside in hip hop. So why not make a site? about hip hop. So like every every day it's like, you know, back then, you know, we were stealing. It's not good to steal anymore. <laughs> so I get everything off the internet and like, you know, I'm like, let's talk about it. So that's kind of like where it was always like pulling me back, you know? Mm -hmm. Hip hop was always pulling me back. Yeah, where are you originally from? I'm from East Flatbush. I'm, I'm from the Caribbean epicenter of Brooklyn, <laughs> uh, 46th and Church mm -hmm. with all my people, Jamaican Massive, done though. Do you have a big family growing up? Yeah, so yeah, definitely did. I got, uh, I got. I lived in a two-family house. I lived with my my brother, my sis, my two sisters, and my cousins and my aunt. And we lived in this one house on East Flatbush my whole life. And I went to school in Manhattan though. So I used to take the train for high school. I went to Art and Design. Shout out to Art and Design. It's not there anymore. They moved it to like a little school, but that's like a really hip-hop centric school. I think Fab went there. A few people from hip-hop went to Art and Design. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of them. You start going to Art and Design. 95. Well, how early did you understand that you were like a creative guy? Early, like, all right. So I was like a little dude, bro. I'm still a little dude. I was, um, <laughs> I was in, I went to uh, this junior high school in Brooklyn called Winthrop. And I was like super tiny. If I'm tiny now, I was super tiny. You then. were like the bagel boss guy. <laughs> yo, so I was, I was like, yo, I can't, I can't be here. Like, I gotta like figure something out because the the next level up is like high schools that I didn't, I didn't want to go to in Brooklyn. Like Brooklyn was like different in like the '90s. Right. So I was like, all right, I got one talent. It was to draw. So I begged my mom and my aunt so I could go take these art tests. So I took a bunch of art tests to like a bunch of schools, and I got into graphic arts. Art and design. I didn't get into LaGuardia, but it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I went to art and design, and I was like, I'm out. I'm on the train after that for you know high school, like 
running around the city after school. What kind of drawing did you do? Um, illustration. I wanted to be a comic artist at one point, but that kind of like shifted. High school is like a funny time. Like you either. You either like, in LaGuardia or you're not. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. It's like I got there and it's like they sold me on like, yo, they have like a big illustration program and it wasn't that. And I was just like, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but it was. I still learned a lot. And I kind of started regressing back into like, all right, I don't really know what I want to do in my life. And then I got an internship at Def Jam and that, that kind of like pulled me. Well, how did you get that internship? So my dad knew this dude. I can't remember this dude's name right now. I have to ask my dad, but he knew this dude that knew Russell, Russell Simmons, and that guy was like, I could get your son like something. I know he liked the music, cause my yeah. dad, my dad don't know nothing. Around this time, 95, 90, no, 97, 98, my dad ain't no shit about hip hop, he ain't care. Yeah, wow. He was like, don't play that shit in my car, yeah. whatever. But he was like, my son like it, so I'm gonna, my friend knows somebody who knows somebody. Yo, that's always the best, by yeah. the way. So this is when Def Jam was down on like 160 Varick. Whoa. Like the old Def Jam building. This is like, every time I drive past, I'm like, I always tell somebody like, this is where Def Jam used to be. Yeah. Like, people who are in your car, people who are not in your car, you're just like, this is where Def Jam, you're just, you're <laughs> you're just, just the, give a fuck. I, I yeah. still give a fuck. You're the old man on the block who's yeah. like, New York used to be different. Yeah, I'm definitely that guy. <laughs> so I get this thing and I get there and um, I'm doing street team shit. So I'm like, 16, no, seven, 16, 17, putting up poster boards at in-stores, like all overseas. So every sign-in, we're out there like with like, there's like 12 of us, you know, clipping up the posters, giving out flyers, and then I always get like free CDs. I bring everything to my homies in our design. Tell the truth. I got photos. I would bring Def Jam 2000 t-shirts, albums. I give it out. All my peoples was laced. I took care of my people. So we're talking like Method Man, yeah, Monday Red Man. Man. T2 Judgment Day, Doc's the Name albums. Oh, man. DMX. I, we went to DMX in-store, and he, I think it was on 34th Street, and he, we, this is actually before I was in Def Jam. This is right before I started there. I was on the line, waiting at the in-store, ain't get in. DMX went in, signed all the thing, went back and jumped in the limo, was about to pull off. He climbed through the roof and stood on top and started barking, and I said, that dude is ill. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> True story. New York stories. When you were when you were doing street team stuff, and like that really is like the introduction into like you know the building, right? Yeah. Like it is like the bottom rung on the yeah. ladder. First, you have to work outside, then you can get inside. Right. But you're hanging up posters. You're really like you know promoting for these guys. Did you feel like when DMX you know went number one twice in one year, you're like that's my win too? I was proud, but I was like <laughs> nah, that's all him. I was proud to be in the building because it was like you know Def Jam at that time was like that was the guys. Like they were cleaning everybody's clock. It was, it, it just felt good to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? And I used to see like, I remember I saw like Ja and Irv when they were starting. I remember Irv God used to just walk around with a murderer t-shirt on, gold Rolex. And I was just like, damn, them dudes is, like the guys like, and watching them like come out and all these dudes, Jay selling millions of copies. You see DNY, see Chris Lighty all the time, rest in peace. And it was just good to be a part of the culture in that time and just be like a fly on the wall to see like just all of that happening. So who did you feel closest to being a Brooklyn guy? Like, did you like really root for like Jay because he was from Brooklyn? I was in awe of Jay. You know, we weren't, it was like, we weren't really supposed to talk to anybody at that time. We were kids, so we'd see them. And it was just like, you know, once in a while you'd be like, you know, like a little <laughs> head check or something. Like, but it was just great. It was like, like those dudes were like, it was like a myth. Cause I would go to school and be like, yo, I, I seen them. And people were like, nah, like, I'm telling you, I seen them. And we didn't have iPhones and shit. So it's like, it was just, it's like fake stories. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. Like, My girlfriend goes to another school. She lives in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. So 
It was crazy. Was that an after school thing or was that like? Yeah, it was after school. I'd, I'd steam from Art and Design, go down there. And it, it's like most of the days, it was like some days there was things to do. Like we'd catalog like records. There was like a record pool thing. So you help out with that. And um, you would, uh, you know, organize the, the storage room. There was like a storage room probably the size of the kitchen. And it was like all the posters and shit. I'll never forget one day I was in there with my boy Steve. That I went to high school with. Me and him were both interning at the same time. And uh, Method Man came in there. And he wanted like, he just wanted some of his stuff. I think it was to give to somebody, to give to somebody. And I remember we were in there cleaning up and we weren't, like I said, we weren't really allowed to talk to these guys. So we were in there organizing, <laughs> mad hot summer day. This dude just comes in. And I think he had like a bag of chips. <laughs> and he was just like, yo. And we turned around and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and he was like, y'all got any of my like, like whatever. And you know, we got him some stuff and he like asked us our names and he kind of like dipped off. And I was just like, damn. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first concert? My first concert. This is crazy. It might either be uh, Hard Knock Hard Knock Life, or it might be R. Kelly's um, 12 Play album. They, wow. Somebody gave me like two free tickets when I was in high school, and I I, I didn't have a car. I was a kid, and I, I had. My, Listen, I, you don't have to qualify it. You know. <laughs> My, it was a different time. It was a different time. And yeah. my cousin, uh, she drove me. I gave her, I was like, yo, I'll give you a ticket. Yeah. And we drove in her Centra to Jersey to the show. And I took a picture with Miss Jones. Whoa. Miss Jones on the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was mad hype. I had a picture of Miss Jones. <laughs> I had a stocking cap on and a polo sweater. It was, it was a crazy time. Stocking, <laughs> stocking cap. So did you, did you um, make anything more of that Def Jam internship after it ended? Hell yeah. So crazy shit is, towards the end of my... High school turns. I'm about to graduate high school, and I'm like, I kind of like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm barely passing, and I'm like, damn, I need to fucking figure something out. And music was like really in my heart, and I used to always go by the art department. So Def Jam had the the illest art department, bar none in the industry. It was run by Say Adams, and he had a, a strong team under him. And I would always like, you know, like go in there and be like, just looking at the shit they were doing. They're doing Beastie Boys album covers. They do, I remember they, they were working on Foxy Brown's China Doll. Mm. And Foxy was like super cool because she would always like come talk to us and like give Brooklyn. us shit and hang out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Foxy's the truth. And I would always be in Say's office and Say was like, yo, you about to graduate, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, so what you gonna do? And honestly, I was stuck and he's seen it in my face. He's like, yo, don't you go to that art school? Don't you go to art design? I was like, yeah. He's like, yo, why, why don't you fucking do that? Go to, go to school for art. And I'm like, I'm like, what? He's like, and he had a poster in his office and it was like this poster with like 50 album covers on it. And he's like, you see all them shits? I did that, we did that here. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. And then I, I went away to school. I went to Art Institute of Philadelphia because of Say. And I went to school for that for a while, came back and then me and my homies started the company that that I had, E-flat at the yeah. time. And that's like kind of where we picked up and I was trying to do graphic design. So when you make your way down to Philly yeah. and you meet a whole bunch of different people down there, mm -hmm. did it like expand your sort of like knowledge base and like open you up to, you know, what was going on in Philly or wherever other people came from? Nah, I was, I was out there like, kind of like always, I was trying to get home every weekend. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I was really trying to get home every weekend. I was not really. Philly jack was in New York. It. Yeah. No, it for was, you. Yeah, I was, I wasn't jacking it. And yeah. I was like. Nah, I was just trying to come home. <laughs> so like I went out there, did my time, came back. And like I came back and it was like, I didn't really have a plan. And I was like, all right, we go try this. And I had a, my homie Steve that I was uh, doing uh, interning at Dev Jam Street Team with. He started hanging out with this dude 
who ended up being a cousin of Little X. So we we ended up hanging out in the hood at Little X crib playing Halo on Xbox. <laughs> like this is mad random. Like this is playing <laughs> Xbox all the time playing Halo, and I'm in Little X's house. His crib was crazy. He had like all type of like samurai swords, all type of shit. And he's like just this cool Zen dude. Yeah. That became like a mentor to me. And then he he had an office space in the city, and he's like, "What do you do?" And I was like, "I do A, B, and C." He's like, "Well, I'm kind of shifting this office into like a a, a communal space." I will set. I will give you. You know, you pay me rent, and I'll give you a space there. And I would like PA sometimes, but then I kind of moved into like trying to, you know, get my creative business going. So what? So shout out to Little X. Yeah, yeah. What, Director X now. Yeah, Director X. I I knew him back then too as Little X. Yeah. Um, I first met him. Uh, I was interning at a production company here in New York. Were called, you at HSI? No, no, Notorious Pictures, okay. and they did. Uh, they had to handle uh, uh the editing session of. Um, hype did uh, Kobe Bryant and oh. Tyra Banks's video uh, K O B E I L O V E U. Oh shit! And Little X came by with Tyra because they were friends, mm. and I'm just there with these like legends. To me, I mean Tyra Absolutely. was like, but Absolutely. like, but Little Little X at the time, I was just like, oh my god, and he was like hype's guy, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there and I'm just like playing, you know, the background, but enjoying like this whole process and. Little X at the time um, went on to just, you know, create some of the most stunning visuals and important things of obviously our lifetime. And Tyra did okay too. Tyra did all right. Yeah. But what did you take from Little X and his whole rise? Yo, being being over there, like we yo, you gotta understand. When he had the office on 18th Street between 5th and 6th Avenue, this this was like another crazy time. I Probably like multiple lifetimes in my life. So at that time, so Benny Boom, X, uh, Justin Francis all had this dope office space. And there was also in there like a this dope ass uh, casting company for like models. So like, uh, you remember Melissa Ford? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Melissa Ford's a homie. She, one of the most beautiful women. Yes. Ever. She would come in and all these, you know, different people would just pass through this room. I, like BMF. Them dudes passed through around that time. I remember Boom shot some videos. Wait, BMF for them. the yeah. So Benny Boom shot like videos for them. So I met all those guys back then. Like Missy would come through. Kanye West came through there. Like all these people would come through this office because these are all the guys that were shooting all the videos at the time. Yeah. So like all these different people from the culture would come through all the time to this office. So we just in there. You know, I'm like got my computer open. Like you know, I build websites. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm trying to get people to like you know come by my desk and see what we're doing. Like you know, we, uh, we ain't did that, that work much when work from there? That, yeah, I was gonna say like nobody's coming by and being like, oh shit, we look did, at that. We did some look at that my coding. Man, my man Tros. That you always, you know, I'm yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He he did uh he did some artwork for Saigon. Like all these people passed through there at the time, and like we always got to, we always like always attached. It like it was always calling back. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever have uh, a pseudonym for yourself, or was it always Felton Brown? So X used to always call me Goat, but that's because I was really good at Halo Part One. I was not good at any of the other Halo. <laughs> I used to kick their ass. But once two came out, three, I, you know, it just got to a point where like I just wasn't good anymore. Like, right. It's a poor man who blames his tools. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, I was just not on video games anymore. I started falling off. Never got it back. You mm. know? X still called me to go. Yeah. I guess in some ways I still am. Wait, was he good at Halo? Yeah, he was good. We was yo. We would play. This is like, and this is like before internet. You used to have to connect the Xboxes together. You'd run like an Ethernet cord and put one Xbox in a room and one in the next room with a screen. We used to do that at the office on 18th. Boom would have one in his room. <laughs> 
X will have one in this room, and we got four controls, four controls, and it's grown ass men in there screaming, yeah, yeah, murdering each other in Halo. True uh, story. Wait, you know what he does now? What? He yells at people about flat Earth uh, theories on Instagram Live. Yeah, yo, man, yeah. yo, Earth ain't flat, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the record. Yeah, man, Kyrie, stop. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, what videos did you a PA on? I PA'd on that's that. That is that's that shit. Missy Elliott, it was one with breakdance with Magoo. Um, I didn't PA on, excuse me, miss. I missed that day. Uh, damn, I, I peed on a lot of fucking videos. Um, oh, crazy story. So shout out to Benny Boom. <laughs> so y'all notice I'm a huge Ja Rule fan. Yeah, I yeah, you yeah. are. I get, yeah. I, get, I, get, I, get, I get such such hell for this, but I'm a huge Ja Rule fan. Ja Rule is very underappreciated in hip hop. I went and saw Ja Rule the other day at King's Theater. I had like Wait, the other day, like the this year. Day, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, year, yeah, yeah. I had like, <laughs> I was like third row away from the stage. Oh, 50 and, didn't buy your I row out? I my story. Nah, he didn't buy that out. It was packed. It was sold out. You got to stop me. I'm a big 50 fan too. And my, my story, I literally recorded the whole concert. I remember I had like, you know when you have enough dots that it just looks like a line? Yeah. So, nah, um, Benny. People Boone, get like a third of the way through and then they just like tap, 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 tap. And like, they, and yeah. it's over it. Yeah. Um, I, Benny Boom was shooting the video for Clapback. So this this is where it gets funny. Oh, this is prime, like, John 50. This is 50 hate and Ja Rule's This wasn't prime. No, I'm saying prime of the battle. No, this is, like, a little after. Yeah, Ja's losing. Jeff called it after Wankster. Yeah, I was like, This is blood in my eye. It was a tough time for his Ja Rule fans. You know what I'm saying? But Boom is like, yo, I'm shooting this video. I need extras. And Boom is like, it's paid job, whatever. So my dad used to have this a van you know dollar vans yeah my dad used to rent a dollar van out to this guy but my dad on the off days my dad would like you know trosi me used to take this van and go all the way to uh we'll go to queens to parties but side note we're shooting this video for clapback tros gets the car i get like i fill the passenger van with all my homies from the block and we all are extras in the clapback video. So you all had to wear we, all black. We were like all black. We had like red bandanas. They gave me like a, a lead pipe. It's like, it is dope. It was like, you know, I'm, I'm in the clapback video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's like quick cuts, but I'm in there. Yeah, well, like all my homies from my block. Do you know the timestamp? I don't know it in my head, but I'll show it to you. <laughs> yeah. um, have you run into 50 ever? So my, my homie Justin, so funny 50 story. My, my homie Justin, Justin Francis. He directed Young Bucks, a, a video of Young Bucks' first album. So this is like peak 50, <laughs> like, cops, uh, beef with Murder, Inc., beef in the streets era. So they're shooting a video down in Greenpoint, and Justin's like, yo, come through the video. So I'm like, damn, I'm a big fan of 52. I was like, I'll go there. So me <laughs> and two of my homies go to the set. We you go bring the set. pipe or no? No, 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 no. <laughs> I ain't want no problems. Nobody want no problems with 52. Right. So we get to set. First of all, you had to check in at the front gate with security and you had to check in at another part and then when you get inside I see my boy Justin he's like mid shooting so I wait at the side there's like a cooler here there's a cooler all the way across the set where like like a bunch of like south side dudes is with 50 they're like over there like kind of standing so I'm just standing here this is like Justin's cooler with like his sodas and whatever so we're just there like just looking at the set they got like a car CG graphics all the shit so we're standing there's three of us I think it's me Trolls Steve or Curtis like four of us so 50 like comes in 50 like is in the room, across the room, 50 looks over at us, 50 walks over, 
And he like, it's all eye contact the whole time. He opens the cooler, he's looking at us, <laughs> takes a drink out like this and just walks away. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, I'm a fan. I came to, came to see, I got no problem. Like, but this is like, you know, this is the peak of when he like, I don't know who the fuck they is. Yeah. Who, why are they on set? And then finally like Justin came over and Justin was talking to us and showing us what he was doing. And then I guess after that, it was just like, oh, they just here for us. So he didn't recognize you from, you know, moment 37 of, nah, yeah. Nah, I would have been out of there. He'd have probably just, they would have probably got at me. Yeah. So did you ever think that you could collaborate with any of your director friends to sort of like animate stuff for their videos? Oh, I did. Oh, really? So I, um, so early on, I built like the first two websites for X. His like director real websites back in when Flash was popular, like all that moving stuff. Yep. Um, Before Apple shut Flash down. R.I.P. to Flash. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but he, I used to, I designed for Boom. I did um, the the wall. Like there was like a wall in the Nasty Girl remix video. Yeah. Where it's mm -hmm. like with all big, the biggie. Like yep. Yeah. yeah I, I designed those. I think Tro still has one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, I um, I did for pimping all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I told Luda this story the other day, and Luda, I don't know, I don't know if he liked it. <laughs> I, 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 I saw him at the sessions, the recording sessions, and I was like, yo, I, I did um, some like really kind of whack uh, art, uh, CG for like your video back in the day for X. But it was like back in the day, like it, it worked for that era. Mm -hmm. In Pimpin' All Over, there's this part, like this postcard scene where it's like these stills of him like all over the world, like at Caravana. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, I did those. So X had me do those for the video, and it was like you know Photoshop shit, and they they were great for the time. But yeah, like, looking back, it was like, <laughs> how did Luda respond? He it was kind of like an awkward thing, but I was just I was proud of what I did, but I I kept it real about my level of art. I'm not one of those dudes that's gonna be like, oh, it was incredible. And yeah, it was not. Yeah, you yeah, didn't you go to were, LaGuardia, yeah, you know? You yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, damn. But, yeah, I'd never go let that down. But um, so wait, so whose idea was it to put in like the post? Oh, that's X. That was X. Because I don't remember them as postcards. I just remember them as like stills. Yeah, they're stills. But it was like yeah. the original thought was like you like like postcard style. But it, they were stills. Yeah, yeah. We shot them in the office. We shot them on green screen in the office. My homegirl Tanya's in one of the shots. She's like on Ludacris's back. I think like he's holding on the back. And then like a couple video girls. So was he there as well? Yeah, we shot him in the office. Like they shot him in the office on green screen. Man. Yeah, it was crazy. Those, that office was like legendary. Yeah. yeah. And did that sort of like, like fulfill your, your need to be in hip hop? Nah. Okay, so what else did you want to do? I don't, yeah, honestly, I, I never really landed on like, all right, I wanted to be Puff Daddy when I was like in high school. And yeah. you weren't getting that from photoshopping Ludacris <laughs> no, and okay. No, 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 no. Well, it. did you know Puff. a bunch of like artists in your grade or anything? No, nah, I didn't want to sign nobody. I just wanted to be Puff Daddy. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. My you wanted to dance name, in the videos. My, <laughs> yo, bro, I, my screen name when I was like, well, like 15, 16 was like Diddy Diddy two five two. And it is, it is my click in high school, and Diddy was Diddy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it uh, is not that anymore. Nah, 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 nah. I don't. Even, I, it's probably. I probably still have the password, but I haven't used it since. Then. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Nah, I wasn't. I wasn't fulfilled at all. Like, I didn't even know. I wanted to work in music. Like, I at one point I wanted to be. I wanted to work in music in some fashion, like on the business side. Like, I didn't. I didn't think I could make music, but I wanted to be like an exec. I wanted to like. I feel like if I didn't go away to um, school for art, I would have tried to stay in Def Jam and like kind of like work my way into the island side. I was like always, I used to intern with um, Jen Hirsch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's still over at Def Jam. That, I love her to death. She, I would have probably like stayed and like really tried to get some tutelage under her and like kind of move. But one way or another, I wanted to be in music from an exec side. I didn't want to be working, making music. Or yeah. And what did your parents think at the time? 
So my mom didn't give two fucks about <laughs> this shit. My dad didn't. Did she give one? Nah. Okay. And my dad, like, he, he, I don't know. They, my parents just want me to be able to pay my own bills. Of course, you know what yeah. I'm saying? That's really the ultimate goal yeah. for like Caribbean parents. They want you to pay your own bills and be able to take care of yourself and keep yourself healthy. So at that time, I was not doing any of that. I was, I was, I was living at home and I had an office space and I was trying to make this shit work. And did you show them the clapback video? Yeah, they didn't give a fuck about clapback. I was living in the attic with clapback. They did not give a fuck about clapback. You know what I'm saying? They were proud of like little things like when I built X's website. Like they'd see things, but it was just like, you know, they ain't know, you know right. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It is interesting to think like of parents like having to describe what their kids do. Oh. So <laughs> my parents don't know what the fuck I do. They still don't know what I do. It's they didn't get an invite to Dreamville Fest? No. You know, <laughs> they kind of know what I do, but not really. Mm. So when, you, when, when you're in that, in that space and in that world, were there any younger artists that you were trying to champion like in that period? During, like even before Pardon Me Duke, that you're just like, man, I really believe in this artist and no one knows about them. Well, when I was in high school, I knew, I'm going to put this on record. I knew the South was going to run hip hop. From like I was fifteen. Mm. Why? South, New York City. We're talking about the South South, not South Side Queens. Right, nah, like right. The South. Okay. I knew that from fifteen. I I used to I bought every masterpiece CD when I was in high school, like dead ass. I have all them shits. What about wait what about, that, wait that's like a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I used to buy them, bro. You know. You were a soldier. I had I had I had I had good after school money, so I was like, I used to buy CDs every every week. Mm -hmm. I'd go to either the Wiz because Wiz had nine ninety nine. Nobody beats them. Tuesdays. Yeah. Yep. Tuesdays was nine ninety nine. Or I go to HMV or Coconuts and I cop like three, four, five CDs. How like excited did you get when Snoop went to No Limit? Oh, I yo, I love. You were the driving game the tank. To be sold, yeah, yeah. Not, not to, to be, be told. told. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that album. <laughs> Slow down with Charlie Wilson. Snoop had Charlie Wilson before Pharrell. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he I, saved Charlie's life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, yo, let me tell you, I used to only like I knew about like Beats by the Pound. I always read liner notes. I was big on uh, Suave House albums. Like Tony Draper don't really get enough props. Like oh, he was on. like huge at that time. Like it, it kind of pained my heart to see like when it was like the fall of No Limit and the rise of Cash Money. Cause it was like, damn, P was like, I looked up to P cause it was just, just see an independent black man sitting on like $200 million and he was like doing whatever the fuck he wanted in the industry. Yeah. Him, Puff, there's a Source magazine I still have in a box. It's Puff. I think Master P and uh, Mark Pitts on the cover. Mm -hmm. I, it's an old source magazine. I remember I used to always look at that and be like, damn, these dudes is really like the guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just. Wait, wait Diddy or Diddy 252? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> you could have <laughs> been Pitts 252. It's great. I, get, I get to meet. I'm, I, I've met Pitts. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just great to see. Like, and, and the South was like, they just had a different, like, they were just so melodic in a different way, and I knew like, and I was big on Outkast early. I cut school to go to the signing for um, uh, Aquemini. Was it Aquemini? The third album, yeah, Aquemini. And uh, I got, I had all three of my CDs from uh, uh, ATLians and, and this is like ninety seven, like, ninety eight, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Got those signed. Like I was big on the South. The South, it it was just like they were brewing for a long time, and it was just like it, it just seemed evident. And like New York was not fucking with. Well, the how South. did you how did you even get into the South? Uh, my cousin was in the military, and she would she had like a couple CDs, and then that kind of like kind of like turned my eye, and then like you know the source you just started in the source you'd see other ads, and it was just like all right I already got all these New York CDs, 
So what else is out there? And it would just be like a game where you just like collect in other places. Yeah, but like at that time, New York Radio is not playing nah, Southern artists. And it's also got to yeah. be strange to like try to play that around your friends who were just oh. like, no, what? Yeah. Biggie, Jay, like These that's facts, Foxy yeah. Brown. That's about what it. What the yeah. fuck is Silk the Shocker yeah. doing like eight clicks ahead of the beat? <laughs> yo, this, I, yo, I remember like, yo, so when I used to be at Def Jam, I used to be mad funny. I, I used to, we used to be in there just working and I remember, um, uh, Shaka that managed Luda. Yeah, Shaka mm-hmm. Zulu. Yeah. He used to run um, uh, college radio with this dude named Eddie Rivera. And Shaka had Luda before Def Jam even went that space, right? Yeah. And Shaka he was like, I had this dude from that's from Chicago, but in Atlanta named Luda. He used to play Incognito for us. Yeah. And it was fire. And I and I remember this. I remember Kevin Lyles was like, that South Street ain't gonna move. I do remember that on heart. Wow. He did the night. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I remember yeah. being a kid like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I remember Yo, like- Yo, Kev, come up here and talk about I, it. Yeah. He could deny it. It was true. Ain't yeah, lie. yeah, yeah. Ain't gonna lie. Ain't gonna lie about that. Yeah. It was funny, but it was like to see them transition to the South and Luda was selling like three million copies. I was like, I was like, yeah, I seen that shift coming. It's like the South was- the South was gonna have their moment and they've been reigning ever since. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, Do you think that Luda's underrated? Hell yeah. But you know, there's always a certain kind- Do you think that Luda's top 50? Top 50? Yes. Okay. Can but, you still listen to Luda Records now? Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, I feel like a lot of people like Luda don't get their due because like, it's it's like, they always say this thing, like when Jay said that line about I ain't animated, like say a Buster Rhyme. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like when artists are are that, uh, like, you know, when they, when they put comedy in their shit, when they yeah. put like that kind of energy into it, yeah. people don't take their lyricism like the same. But I feel like, that in itself is even a different kind of artistry that should be taken that seriously. People need people to be so serious and me mugging. And to me, that's that don't mean shit. Right. Like, those dudes like Redman, Luda, Buster, I think all them dudes is in top fifty. And a lot of people overlook them a lot of times because why they they ain't always got a straight face on. Ain't nobody living that right. next to all the time. Right. That shit is is bullshit. Yeah. Um so by the time you get to starting Pardon Me Duke. What other websites were you paying attention to, and oh, where would you get like all of your information? Please right. say us. Please not say right. us. <laughs> I, I, not right. Two dope boys. You heard that new smart up Nas. <laughs> <laughs> nah, y'all wasn't leaking. No, y'all we weren't. Yeah, 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 wasn't leaking. Like them dudes. Them dudes. I don't know where the fuck. I, and I wasn't in any buildings at the time. I get my shit out of forums. Them dudes had to have been in buildings because they were getting CDQ, like. Early, they were leaking stuff to the point that it would be problematic, and I was just yeah. like, "Damn!" My thing was I couldn't do that. Like if I if if I ever had a leak, it would be because of those those dudes were the pioneers of like getting shit out to the net. Like, did you get any C and Ds? No, they never really fucked with me. Yeah, <laughs> I was good. I was I was like under the radar. I never had problems like that. You know what I'm saying? And what's the first moment that you felt like, whoa, we really did something? Like, what's is there a post that comes to mind? All right, so there was a time that uh, somebody from the team put up a video that wasn't supposed to be out. Listen, there's only four of you, so yeah, <laughs> and you were all in one cubicle. I would never, I would never, I would, I would never tell. But we shout we out to Trost. It. We, we, we pulled it. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a Swiss, it was a Swiss Beats video that wasn't supposed to ever come out, and it was like a clip. We put up a clip of this video, and it was a song Swiss had, and he was like in Dubai in the sand or some shit, and it was, it was fire. It was a dope ass video. How did this and, video get to you? Yo, man, we ain't going in. Yeah, there. yeah. yeah. So, You're on like yeah. the rap godfathers like so, forum. So yeah. this, video, this video went up for like maybe like the afternoon, and we were like, "Oh, we get some clicks today." And I went to sleep, 
And I remember I woke up and uh, police were at the door. Who's the Hot ninety seven? Um, Miss Info, you know she does that. It was like at nine o'clock. She do like that blotter. Yeah. And then she fucking it was like Swizz drops a new video and she said the URL. I was like my stomach like dropped. Like, this, is not, this is like too much. It's like I remember that day. I remember Elliot put it up. Rap Radio put it up, and I was just like. All right, I need to take this shit down. Yo, yo. <laughs> so, no problem. I never forgot. It went down at the same time, and that video's never seen a light of day. Did you tell Swiss that at the Dreamville sessions? Oh, hell <laughs> <man. I> was, <laughs> yo, yo, what's up? Pardon me, Duke. Like, yeah. <laughs> he probably was just like, where the fuck that video? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But nah, that was one time. Was there a moment when you felt like, man, maybe this is just too much and I should fall back? I mean, we had to make a decision. Like, at the time, it was like, so we moved from 18th Street to Astor. We were in this building right next to the public building. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it came down to like, like, you know, as time kept moving on, it was like, you had to be up early. You had to be posting like a lot more. Yeah. And because to a lot of people, that was their full time job. Yeah. And, and I, you already got a full time job. I got a full time job. And it was just like, I got to make money. It's like, I, I, it, it came to the point where it started getting really sad. Where it, was like, it was like, either I'm going to like really focus on like trying to get clients doing this stuff, or am I going to like, Lean into this, and I couldn't lean into this because this wasn't making me money. We 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 had like ad dollars, making like three four hundred dollars a month. Right. It's not gonna. It's like four of us. It's not gonna. Yeah. That's right. Not gonna do shit. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of just leaned back into work, and like I'd still be out. You know, I'd be out with um, with Dallas all the time. Dallas Penn. I'd be out with Combat. Rest in peace. And I still, you know, but out with y'all, we'd be yeah. outside. Like I'd still be in the mix, but it just, it was just like it was harder to keep up. It's like. To like be there and be current and be early every single day. It's like a, it's literally a full time job. Yeah. And like, you know, the roses and the money wasn't there. So it was like I was like slowing down, but I also still had to love. It. I was at every show and, you know, that's just I kept in it, but I was really leaning and doing work. We did. I think we built uh, D4L's website when Whoa. they did Laffy Taffy. Whoa. Oh, I was like, I mean, shout out to the yeah. South. By the way, that's the right time to get in yeah. with D4L. I was like, you know, yeah. that was, we built that website. Shout out to my man Curtis designed that one. And um, we did like a bunch of stuff, uh, franchise boys. We were we were getting a lot of work, so it was worth it to lean into that stuff. So people got it through. Pardon me, Duke. Nah, it, that stuff came through like my relationships with X. Yeah. Cause like X took us into a couple rooms. He took us into Virgin, and we sat down with them and met with them. And then after that, like I don't even remember how we got Asylum. We got Atlantic, and we started doing some work with them. Joey probably don't remember this. Shout out Joey Ie. Like, yeah, big shout out to when, Joey. When we did. Asylum Records. He probably don't remember that I was the one that did Asylum Records. <laughs> Joey, you hearing this? I built Asylum Records website around that time. Yeah. But like that, you know, like that was like that was the bread and butter. So I had to kind of lean into that. Yeah. By the way, Asylum at the time had like Bun and Cameron yeah. and Boozy, uh, Boozy. Boozy. Yeah, definitely. Boozy. Webby. I, yeah, that was that was a good time. And that, that, Asylum was like kind of like an incubator. Mm-hmm. And then like yeah. I mean, when Gucci was on Asylum, Gucci absolutely. And then when his when he started selling more, then they moved him up to Atlantic, I think. Well, they went to Warner Brothers and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In your full time business, mm-hmm. what were you doing? Most of the time, we do like like animated banners. Yep. Uh, websites like different little like d- designs ads so designing and coding yeah so we were doing like you know reskins we build like flash websites mm-hmm. we built a game we built oh we built rest in peace to pimp c we built this game when he dropped the pimpalation album called pimp slap and it got a <laughs> lot of clicks it was literally like a game where it was like a hand you drag and slap <laughs> i gotta find that because it was like we were so hyped to build something for pimp c yeah 
And it was just like, yo, we, yo, we here. We made it. <laughs> and it was like, because we got to do something that was like different. Shout out to my man BG. Shout out to Josh. We had this ill coder named Josh Nespizdani uh, this, uh, that would build like code like crazy shit for us. We thought we had like the, the, the cheat code at the time. We was like, yo, we got this crazy coder. We had, we had, uh, we used to freelance like these coders in the Ukraine. We, we thought we, were, we thought we was a shit. Wait, what was the gameplay like in the Pimp C game? Was it, it was, was it like based off of like a Mario or like a? <laughs> nah, it was just like literally a hand that was slapped. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna like, like. Is it still on the internet? No, but I could find it and like, like nest it, and I'll send it to you guys to yeah, play. Please, it. Yeah, please, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Also, imagine what your parents had to say when you were doing that at your. Yeah, I, I'd show my, yo, my, my, my parents never understood. I'd show them stuff, and they'd be like. Alright, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is crazy. How's your son doing? Um, good. Uh, yeah, you, you know, he's he's around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've had this long relationship with J. Cole. How mm-hmm. does that like come into? So crazy. So how I met Cole was um, uh, shout out to my homie Modi. You know Modi. Yeah. The BC, AKA absolutely. Electro, extra knows everybody. He's Kevin Bacon of all type of things. Wait, Modi. how does he have more AKAs than you did at the beginning of this podcast? Because <laughs> he's... That's, that's you weren't Modi, ready. Modi's yeah. the guy. Yeah. Modi, um, so Modi and me go back a ways and Modi was like, when I had part of me, Duke, Modi was like, yo, I want you to listen to this dude. He got this tape dropping. Um, I think it would be dope if he posted. And I was like, alright, whatever. So I'm building a website one day at my desk and um, I put this CD in and I'm like, you know, I'm just coding. And I'm rocking. I'm like, yo, who the fuck? And I think it was it was a symbol record. And I remember I paused it and I ran it back. And it was the first time in a long time that I heard somebody that was like that spit in a way that made me like stop. And he wasn't he he wasn't he wasn't on the internet. And I was just like, who the fuck is this? So I ran through the whole tape and I was like, yo. So I remember turning around to Tros because you know we that little ass. <laughs> And I go, I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy. Listen to this. So he put it on, run it back. And I, on the back of the disc, he had like a email or some shit. So I hit him and I was like, yo, my name's Felton. I got this blog called Pardon Me Duke. I was like, yo, I wanted to do like, I used to have this segment called Get to Know or something like that. And I was like, I want to put you on there, but I can't find no photos of you. I was like, I'd like, like to like connect with you and like do a write up and da da da. It's like, like a day would go by, I hit me back. He's like, yo, what up, da da da. And then we connected. And then I did this this thing. So like I posted, and I think I was like, you know, one of the first people like put something up about Cole. And then after that, we we got tight. Like we would just like we would just like nerd out about hip hop. Like I would try to tell him about a verse, he tried to drop me a verse, and then we just argue about like what like the things that make hip hop, the construction of words, like who's the best at this, who line is this, you remember this, and we would just be like friends about music. And you guys are communicating through like I am or text, email, you know, yeah, shit like that. I am a little bit in the beginning, like you know, that kind of died off quick. Text messages, you started getting a little data, yeah. You know? <laughs> and um, that was before unlimited data, y'all. This was yeah. Time. Uh, Phone calls we, after nine p.m. Yeah, yeah. Facts, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then we just became homies. Like we we just were like friends. And at the time, I was going through a transitional time in my life because, like, even, there was a part of the the music era when um like people like music wasn't selling like remember like right in the yeah people the were block, people thinking that was dying off music was literally fucking dying and with that dying all our contracts started drying up i had to close down our, our office space it got really bad like we closed it down and we closed it down and then we moved to brooklyn for a while 
and had an office space down in Dumbo, and then we closed that one down. And it just got to a really point where I was like still in the industry. I was like, I was starting to post on Party Me Duke like once a day, then it gets to like once every couple of days. I was still outside, you know. I go to yeah. PNC. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to PNC days, but it was just like I was in, I was in the community, but I wasn't contributing to the community, and it, it just got to a point. I was just like, you know, the money wasn't around. It was just like, damn, what the fuck I'm gonna do? And that's when I transitioned to advertising for a mm-hmm. while. So I started working in advertising, but I was still like, you know, outside in the culture. Yeah. And I was, I was doing artwork like for Cole, like I do stuff for him, like. During that time, as I was working in advertising, I would sneak at night or sneak in the daytime, like literally, I'm supposed to be working. I was designing artwork for Friday Night Lights, you know what I'm saying? Or like the single arts for stuff like um, uh, Vilmatic and um, and uh, The Cure and stuff like that. I'd be doing that like at work, <laughs> sending to them to get approval. And then, like, you know, I had a privacy screen at work, so like, <laughs> nobody would be able to see what I'm working on. But, like, you know. They just see the mouse moving. They just see the mouse moving, you know. Shout out to them days. Yeah. You know. Yeah. How much did you believe in Cole, in Ebe, in, in something greater than just an, a, an internet rapper? Oh, no. I knew he was going to be it. He was that good. Like, it's, it's not hard to, like, know when somebody's that good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew Crit was going to be like that. Like, there's people that you hear, and they're different. Like, that's not, that's not, like, now I feel like labels are signing a lot of people now, but I mean, like, when they weren't signing a lot of people, people stand out. Like, you knew certain people were going to get a deal. But the bigger problem was that the industry always didn't get different. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, it's hard to, like, move a whole building when they're so used to just one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, but, I mean, whether or not he... Because Kevin Lyles didn't get the South, right? Like, so Allegedly. it takes a while. Fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin hasn't been on this podcast to defend himself. <laughs> he can defend it. I would never lie to y'all. I'm my mom. And I love my mother. Do you love Kevin Lyles? <laughs> I love him too. Because he used to work for him. I love him too. But it, take, it takes a while for things to shift, but, but you saw it and believed in it. Yeah, I, 100%. Like, you gotta understand, like, like, yo, I, I really love, my favorite part about hip hop is not the production, it's lyricism. It's the way dudes put words together and what they do with words. That's the best part of hip hop to me. Because most of the time I remember back in the day when dudes have been battled, all you hear is what? Their voices, right? Mm-hmm. So the way people put words together always been my favorite part. So when I heard Cole for the first time, that's all I fuck with. He know, like, when we talk about rap, I'm always like, I gotta, I'm like, that's where I go in my pocket. Like, that's what we talk about. So I knew when I heard him, I was like, oh, he's different. He's He's gotta blow. Even if he's got, say he got signed and then he got dropped, I would still think he's that nice. Right. So that's that's why I knew like he'd have to get in. What were his design conversations like with you? Uh, we we agreed. Sometimes we don't agree, you know, <laughs> you know. But nah, he he was he would let he'd tell me things that he he visioned and then he he'd let me coast at times with it. And then sometimes you know sometimes we agree on stuff and sometimes we don't. But um, for the most part, it was like it was definitely always collaborative with him. Like, you know, we'd always like, like, we'd always, he'd always have like an idea or he'd tell me like, show me a couple of things and then he'll probably lean into something or he'd be like, oh, not that at all. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you feel and how did you find out that Cole had signed to Jay? Yo, I, uh, I think it was like a, I think it was a text and he, like, he, he hit me and he was like, he's like, I, it's not like I did it, my boy. Some shit. I can't remember. <laughs> I just remember I was mad hyped and I wasn't there. I was just mad hyped <laughs> celebrating wherever I was. And I was like, let's go. It's like, what happened? I was like, I was like 
yo, he in. I was like, he in where? It's like, yo, he just got signed to Jay. It's like, Jay who? Jay-Z. And I remember I was just like, I was happy like I got signed. Because it was just like, just to see, like, it couldn't have been a better place for him to be. Because at the end of the day, when you think about legacy and hip hop, like you want, like, like those kind of trees is like, cause where you start is usually where you, like it could really either make you or break you. Like not for nothing, you could go to another label and I don't wanna, I want to discredit any label, but you could go to a label where they, they don't have that light on them and, or that attention and you could just end up getting signed and getting shelled. You know what I'm saying? That happened to a lot of dope MCs. Yeah. There's a lot of MCs that I really like that got signed and it was just not the right situation for them at the time. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about Big Crit. Facts. Yeah. And I, I'm a huge Crip fan. Yeah. And I felt like, to me, I felt like Def Jam didn't put no real money behind him. Yeah. And Def Jam, I felt, could have put money behind him and could put energy. Like, Shaw Money wanted to do that for him. And, mm-hmm. you know, they probably, they didn't let him. You know, but then, the well, then, and then Shaw was gone. Yeah. yeah. So, to yeah. me, like, that's, that's the problem. Like, because you could, like, it could have been a story that, like, you know, Cole got signed somewhere else and then got no light. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's scary. So, when he got signed to Jay... It was a blank slate. So that's when I knew because Cole had the blank slate, he was going to carve his destiny no matter what. And there were people who came up at the same time as you who were part of this whole operation that are still around and still making news and and still very, very meaningful, especially to everyone at this table. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk about Nelly Ortiz? Oh, that's the family. I love Nelly. Shout out to Nelly. Why you went to L.A.? <laughs> but, you know, that's that's my friend. I'm doing what she always do, the bad boy. Bo- yeah, bad yeah, yeah. Bad Bonnie. Yeah. yeah. Bad I'm trying to get Bad Bunny on the podcast, by the way. Yeah. Oh, shit. Nelly, yeah. hook that up. Yeah. yeah. Nelly, you know you got the juice. She, <laughs> Nelly can try to act like she ain't got the juice. Nelly got all the juice. Oh, she has she all of it. She shit. Yeah. I want Nelly to come and uh, translate for us. Yeah, oh, for shit. the Bad Bunny thing. Yeah, or else I have to learn Spanish. I love Nelly, man. Shout out to Nelly. Yeah. What about E. Pamad? That's my boy. Shout out to E. E. right now is 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 somewhere on a vacation right now <laughs> somewhere where there ain't no mosquitoes feet up yeah the presidente um brian nolan oh b nolan shout out b nolan i don't see him much yeah we speak online. he's also on the west coast yeah, yeah. that's why you know what yeah. i'm saying and i'll be in cali i'm gonna pull up on you <laughs> so what did it mean to actually because because you had been working a real job you'd been working for j cole um but then what you got brought in on the actual umbrella yeah so so I was an ad man for like nine years. I went. I was working at uh, McGarry Bowen doing like regular ad shit. I was doing ads for like Chase Bank, mm. Marriott Hotels. Mm. Great job though. Like yeah. yeah, great job advertising. I mean, you're selling. You know, it, like my heart was in the the the, the skill set of learning advertising, but not the the products I was. Did selling. you watch Mad Men? Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fire show. A gr- a, great show. That's a great show. Yeah. Incredible show actually. A different time. Different time. <laughs> yeah. Different time. Incredible show. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good television. Um. Were you drinking at work and smoking lots of cigarettes scotch. and yeah, mm-hmm. talking to the? Uh, I had a I had a drawer. They had this drawer that they passed down to different people, and it was literally an alcohol drawer. Like <laughs> it was nice and designed with like velvet inside. I don't know if someone still has it at McGarry right now. But it's a drawer that was like lined and made to put bottles out. Wow! And we used to like drink all the time. <laughs> Did anybody ever get their legs sawed off? No, no. by a <laughs> by a, a, a tractor. No, no, yeah. no. One time I was doing so. I used to always I'd always use my spaces for two things. So I had um I would always do like side projects. So I got some homies in my hood that got a a, a label called Stack All Faces Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And it's my boy. Shout out to Prezi. And uh. One weekend, I, I snuck into McGarry, and um, I had I had my homeboy, uh, he had an artist named Crime. I had him do a photo shoot in the main conference room, 
and designed an album cover there. And one of my ECDs was there randomly on a Saturday. I didn't know he'd be there. <laughs> so he walks in and he sees this this dude with like this big ass gold chain on and this, this silk shirt like over the table and a photographer's taking pictures of him. And he was like, he was cool as shit though. Cause he was like, first he was like, he's like, fell in, who is, who's the gentleman with the medallion? I was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm just doing like a little side thing. And yeah. he was cool. He didn't, he didn't t tell anything. So I would like always blend these worlds. So I worked at McGarry for a while. I left there, I went to McCann, and like two years ago, because I've been working fully only for Dreamville for two years yeah. as of June, like Cole like hit me like two years ago right before Four Years Only, and he's like, yo, we trying to like change some things around, why don't you come fuck with us full time? And honestly, at the time, it was like a really hard decision, because like advertising is kind of like a, it's like an escalator, like. It's like a, sl a slow escalator, but it's like a guaranteed trajectory as to what you want to do in that field. But at the same time, I didn't, I didn't look at my life as that's where I wanted it to be because it's like, it's not as free and my heart wasn't all the way in. Like, you know, I'm getting paid to convince people to buy things that they don't need. Right. So I didn't want to do advertising my whole life. The money was great. Money was great in advertising. This is honestly something you really believe in and saw from the very beginning and now you have an opportunity to yeah. be a part of that why not sell something that you really love yeah and it's like working with your friends is like 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 i had like like glimmers of that in advertising like i when i worked on campaigns i luckily got to bring in like one of my closest friends that lives in la to shoot a campaign for chase so i had that like here and there but this is full time with my homies yeah you know what i'm saying so like you can't, like, I can't pay for that. Yep. I can't get that in dollar signs in that field. And the Dreamville situation at that point has uh, started over at Interscope Records. Yeah. So you have Joey IE over there mm -hmm. who's leading the charge. Um, what is your guys' relationship? Oh, me and, Joe, me and Joey, super cool. Like, the thing is, I knew Joey, like, before, before that. Like, you know, like, so I knew, like, when I knew Shaka, I knew Joey, everybody outside. So, like, Joey being over, when I go to L.A., I pull up on Joey. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, um... It's just it's just cool. Like shout out to Laura over there, Laura Carter. Laura Carter always doing her thing over there. She keeps us in check at Dreamville, as in like scheduling and things that we need to get done. So it's it's like a perfect marriage. We got an office here in New York, and Interscope's in LA, and you know we have a relationship where we try to keep things more organized. We're like on the creative side; they're more like we need to do things, get our ducks in a row. Type yeah, shit. yeah. So some of the things you were doing were when I first started. So I, I, I run all the social shit, so I keep all the social shit current. I still do art direction, so I work on all albums for like everybody. And I work on I work with individual teams. Like, you know, every artist has their own camps of creatives. Yep. So I work with them and then, you know, we work on digital any kind of digital stuff or any kind of physical rollout stuff, I kinda of work on all the different projects I need to, you know what I'm saying? So um as artists come in, you have to get to know them like fully, like you, you might have known Boss for a while, but yeah. like maybe like Ari you know, Lennox, Ari Lennox, or yeah. Kaz, or other people like yeah. Earth Gang. Uh, Earth Gang, shout out, shout out to the whole team, man. To see it growing to what everyone is today is really dope. Cause you know you meet them first, it's just like some cool shit. You don't just, and then to see how they're all like coming in into their own lights. Like I love where we are right now, and I feel like this year was like our coming out year as a company. Yeah. To just see like everybody starting to like come into their own positions is like. It's kind of incredible to watch. I remember when I first met Ari and Jid, it was down at the Shelter. And our the Shelter is like uh, a recording studio house in North Carolina. Yep. And um, I remember I was in the kitchen making something to eat. 
And like upstairs in one of the rooms, I think Elite was recording Ari, and I, all I heard was her voice, like up in the room, like singing in like like a bedroom. I guess they had a mic in there or something. And she came down, and I was like, and I was like, I was making something to eat, and I was like, yo, that that was you? And she's like, yeah. I was like, yo, your voice is incredible. And like I knew, like the way how I felt about Cole is the way I felt I always feel about Ari, like. Like the second I heard her voice and the second I f first heard like her voice on a song, she's different to me. Like I put all all the money, all the Dreamville money on Ari Lennox. Like she's gonna change shit. Well, her debut album already did. I mean, it's a yeah. fantastic piece of art all the way through. It's it's different, it's lasting, it's meaningful. And uh, man, you were absolutely right about that I one. I want all the roses for her. Yeah. Album of the year. So, in, in your two years there, not only are you putting out albums for all these artists, not only is Cole still on his trajectory, which is incredible to, to watch and to feel and to, and to see, but um, Dreamville Fest became a reality. Facts. Um, and at first it didn't because of weather. Yo, so, so all right. Dreamville Fest, shout out to Adam, because Adam, Adam was the, the brainchild of like, kept he kept his foot on the neck of like we have to do our own festival like the idea was always there with like cole adam and eve to set it up but adam like spent years going down to raleigh like talking to the city council you know kissing kissing babies shaking hands just trying to make that relationship and like we were all scheduled to happen in september and then like i think like two weeks out it was like yo there might be like really bad rain and it was like yeah, hurricane's coming. <laughs> That's really like, bad rain. We didn't pull the plug until like about three, four days before. And I remember it was such a such a heartbreaking thing to pull the plug. I, I, it was just like, you know, like Fayetteville got hit really bad. And uh, a lot of North Carolina got hit really bad. And it was just like, it was like a gut punch. Because like, every, you know, it sold out pretty fast. We were ready to do it. Then it didn't happen. But, you know... The universe works in mysterious ways because even though it would have been great then, I think it was 10 times greater now because of the year we're having. You know, mm -hmm, like yeah. it was weird. Like we were super heartbroken. Like, damn, we got to push it all the way. April. I remember it was like we didn't know if all the artists that were going to perform were going to still be able to perform. So, you know, you're going through that kind of stuff. But we did it in April. It rained the day before. It was like, like muddy, but the morning of the sun came out and it was just a perfect concert. Yeah, perfect, and perfect a way bigger crowd than it would have been the first time, right? Nah, it's bro. It sold. It was sold out then. Like it was. It was. It was still sold. It was. It was crazy. Like we gave people the option to like, to like get refunds, mm -hmm. but most of the people kept their tickets. It was like, nah, they fucking with us. Were people from like I Carolinas? A good portion was from Carolina, but a lot of people flew in. They said we kind of fucked up the airports there <laughs> because Raleigh's not used to that kind of, like. People coming into town, like so. Next year is gonna be, I mean, gonna be even more. Insane. Well, I think one yeah. of the most dope things about it is all of like, cause everyone always promises, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna bring money to the city. Oh no! Nah. But it really did, and there's actual like evidence of that. Yeah. It's not just you know a people spend money on like the grounds. It became like a yeah, big people, thing for the community. Yeah, like you gotta understand, like Raleigh is kind of like ain't really like a big up-tempo party scene. So whatever party's <laughs> going on those that weekend, they were all rocking because it's like 50,000 people. Was it 50,000? Like 40. 40,000, sorry. Yeah, I don't want to I don't yeah. want to take you down. <laughs> 40 still a lot. 60,000. <laughs> like 40,000 people in town, they looking for something to do and it's all it's like young people. So everybody outside, everybody's out at all the restaurants. We I was at Beasley's 
Beasley's uh every every day having uh chicken and waffles, hot chicken and waffles for three days in a row. Like so I could imagine that's where you know, everybody's outside every day. And it was raining, people outside anyway shopping, yeah. spending money at all the spots. So not only did we bring money to the city, we actually bought like just good vibes. Like nothing bad happened at Dreamville Fest. That's which incredible. was which was you know, you, you you worry about those things. You know, you have security, anything out people get people, you know, anything have uh all type of shit happen at festivals. We know. You yeah, know for sure. Yeah. Things happen. Yeah. But we didn't have any of those problems and it was just a beautiful night, you know. How long did it take you to sort of like give space and then look back to be like, okay, great. Here's how we'll improve it for the next year. No, like we're it's an ongoing thing. Like we know a lot of things that we have to do for next year. So right now we're trying to make relationship with like different companies to like bring in things to help with the festival but i feel like i feel like we kind of know like like for us we for us to hit it out the park the first year like everything now is a bonus like we know what we need to do to make it more like efficient for people like you know more food trucks and things like that we're like looking at it that way yeah as in curating like artists we're gonna lock in again and yeah. then ja rule yeah exactly Funny enough, yeah. we, I think we, I think he was on the menu as a potential last year. Like, Maybe we, you like didn't early, early ideas, and I was like, you know, I smiled when I heard. Yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, wait, I, it wasn't you that brought it up. That was like, nah, it wasn't me. Like, Sorry. Who said I, that? I, I, yeah. I, yeah. It wasn't me, and I was like, oh, cool. It was like because it was like in the slot for like it was like the idea with Nelly. Sure, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like one of those kind of slots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about the uh, the Dreamville camp though. All right, so we went to Vegas for New Year's, and then from from Vegas we went straight to Atlanta for our company retreat to like figure out what the year was gonna be. So we did that for like eight days and then we went to the camps. So the camps, the camps started about, uh, we were always going to do like a recording camp to like work on Revenge of the Dreamers 3. And then uh, Eve, Cole, uh, uh, Barry, Zeke, and uh, all of them were like, we got to, you know, set this idea up. So basically it was going to, I think it was going to be in LA, then it ended up being in Atlanta. And then Cole always do tree sounds. So he'd go when he'd go down there he'd go to tree sounds so he went to tree sounds and we they set up his camp so when we got down there it was like you know a few people were already like gonna come in the artists were already there like our internal producers were there and then they kind of like gave a few people like early invites but then like day one it started being like Eve would be like yo make an invite for <laughs> Swiss beats. Make an invite for such such. So we ended up sending out like three hundred and something invitations. Whose idea was it to create the golden ticket? The golden ticket. We so we we've, we've <laughs> always wanted to like have like Willy Wonka moments. We wanted to put these shit in albums. We wanted to put these shits for things like I think we're gonna keep doing different kind of golden tickets. Like Dollar Dream in a way is kind of like golden ticket, but not really. But like we've always wanted to do stuff like that. So this was like another way of doing it. Like you know what I'm saying? And the thing was, we were like, we got to Our whole goal was like. This season, this year, we're gonna like, like, be very inclusionary of like people outside and like highlight things. So like, at first, we didn't, didn't really know how many people were gonna come. I didn't think we were gonna have that many people and like producers and writers. But like, as soon as the week started, it was just like my was like, yo, I'd, I'd pop on a plane and come out of Atlanta for a couple of days. Like all type of producers, like yo, the fucking Milwaukee Bucks came, <laughs> which was random as fuck. Like they came, they had a game against uh, the Hawks, and then they came and they they catered like the whole like dinner for us. And then they they were supposed to fly out on a plane, and then they came back the next night and hung out. That's awesome. I don't know if you saw this, but over the weekend, uh, so we were not invited to the Dreamville camp, which is fine. You know, there were three hundred, there were three hundred invites. <laughs> 
It was fine. Right. We photoshopped one for ourselves. <laughs> I did see it. And it was a good yeah. photoshop. Yeah, yeah, like like it. I've yeah. seen a lot of bad ones. Mm -hmm. That one looks like. Thank you very much. Yeah. That was Eric. The, yeah. the only thing that I would do differently is the the. The serif at the bottom like pissed me off a little bit, and I, I would have just make two when I get oh, to yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> you. You know what? The only thing I would change is to make it actually real. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but but all these people in the comments were just like, because the joke was that eight months ago you put this in the mail and the USPS <laughs> finally delivered it SMH, and so all so these many comments were just like, oh my god, like what a fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> what a internet what is a, a funny place, man. I know. Is internet? <laughs> Yo, you could so. Social social capital and social clout is so interesting. Like I did a post the other day, right? And I did it literally just because this shit is all one big social experiment. And I was at the museum with my homie Elijah and Anthony Supreme. Yep. And we basically stayed in the museum till the end. And I took a picture in that empty room and I was like private tours with yeah. that thing. It wasn't no fucking private tour. Yo. <laughs> you so so this is all bullshit. There's a rapper who's uh maybe he's still around. I I don't know, but for a long time he and his manager would go around and take pictures with executives that we knew and we were friends with and it would say price is going up and we we're always just like that's dumb. We could take the same pictures and say price is going up and we always promise ourselves that we will do that. I, but hey, we never do yeah, that. Do, do <laughs> this that, year. Yeah. Do that shit. This is the year of clout yep. and cap. Yep. <laughs> Yo, this shit Try to get some money out of it, man. A lot of people making money off this culture. You should get money too. Whoever hears this, if you a part of this culture, you should be getting some money for this. So I will, I will put up posts saying private tours. It may <laughs> or may not be a private tour. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I do make it into some special things. Yeah. But you might not know which one. It's, you know, it's, it's, I'm gonna just keep doing that. Fuck that. Everybody gotta do that shit. You would send out all these golden tickets or whatever. So you had a great idea of who was going to be there. Was there anybody that you were surprised at that showed up? Bro, I'm in the the main room and I'm on I'm on my laptop actually making invites, and I have, I have my headphones on because they're like recording there, so I'd have my headphones on listening to whatever I'm listening to podcasts or some shit. I turn around because like the rooms were always every room was always packed, so because like artists being there like laying stuff or like making music, so this room is packed, and like there's a couch behind me, so I turn around like this. And it's fucking Akon. <laughs> and he's sitting like up on the couch. And I'm like, it's like, it's Akon. So it's like random to just see Akon somewhere because you don't really see Akon out. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when you turn around, you like, shit. <laughs> so Akon was like a good one. That was like a good, like, random, like, person. Did you say what's up to Chris Bosch? Oh, hell yeah. Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch was making beats. I, that's what we heard. I asked Cole when we saw him at 4040. I was just like, yo, yeah. how were his beats? Yeah, by the way, that's Eric's one question to him. <laughs> that was Eric's no, one I knew question. No, I knew he was leaving, so I just wanted to say what's up and ask him how Chris Bosch's nah. beats. And he was like, yo, fire. Yeah, that's all. And like, Eep said that too when I saw him at your birthday. Eric only has one question for anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how's your beats? Yeah, yeah no, 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 how's Chris, how Chris Bosch's, Bosch's beats? beats. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They said they were great. Yeah. <laughs> you guys had how long down there? I think we did like 10 days. Okay. At what point were you just like, oh my God, this has been a while and I have no like sort of idea of- I haven't been outside in yeah, 10 days. Yeah, what day this- It's like a casino. It's yeah, just like, cause, yeah. Because like we kind of didn't do, we were kind of like trapped in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Like literally it's like you do the studio, it's like 5 a.m. Then we take the, the van back to the house and then we'd leave like 10 a.m. to go back to the studio. It was like, and we didn't see Atlanta that much. Right. So it was like, we were just in there in this bunker and it was like- Honestly, though, it was as they got closer to the end, it just got really sad because it was just like really dope. Just yeah. like vibing. 
it so was, really like a camp like it's like yeah. oh this time is running out like yeah it was just when cool. will we all see each other again <laughs> it yeah. was just cool just being walking through the rooms and like seeing people work like because i've been to mad studio sessions it, it wasn't it was fun like that wasn't like you i used to have fun when i'd be when we used to be like in alito studios when cole was working on the warm-up yeah you know what i'm saying that was fun but then you'd go to like you'd like if you go visit other people's studio sessions they weren't fun right it was like you'd be in there you'd be on your phone you're listening yeah. to the same beat same over and over yeah yeah that shit the shit that happened in atlanta i don't even know if we could recreate that yeah like you know what i'm saying i don't know if we could we could make that energy feel like that again because my, my homie has a quote where he says you never get to be new again mm. and it feels like that because like we go back and do that you're always going to be trying to match that high like everybody that was in it was literally just like they they were like collaborating and a lot of them dudes never collaborated before a lot of people like introducing themselves for the first time on some like homie shit yeah. producers were kind of working on beats together that don't work together so like there was like this camaraderie thing that was happening in all those rooms that was mad fun. Like I, the documentary can't really show that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, 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 like me getting to know like all those new artists like Buddy Smino, Saba, Guap Dad, Dad. Guap Dad. Like I didn't know like these dudes' music like that until I went down there. And these dudes were like incredible to me. I was like, and just how they create. Yeah. It was just fun to just just watch. Like it, it felt like, like. It doesn't sound cheesy as hell. It felt like like what I give a fuck about hip hop. That sounds you know so cheesy. That's <laughs> yeah, fuck. It's, it's super cheesy, yeah. but it's true. Yeah. Like, oh no, I'm kidding. Yeah. But yeah. No, no, it's it's cheesy as hell. Yeah. No, but, it, but it's genuine though. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like it, to to get to experience that, like I I wish I could give that to people because like to see that happen and then like the album dropping and the album doing so well is a testament of what happened there. And you, I seen that. You know, you see that a few times in in this. So there's no plans to do another Return of the Dreamers like thing. We've we, we're thinking about it, but I I don't I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I I think it could happen naturally because I think with the success of this album, a lot of people are gonna probably be like, "What's up with that next?" Yeah. Try and get a for sure. Actually, I mean, but also you well, talk about the process of, and I know that you're not on that side of things, but talk about the process of um like winnowing everything down to like a, a 12 track, 13 track. Bro, there's like a hundred and something, maybe a hundred and thirty songs. Yeah. You know, like they're gonna they'll they'll end up out there somehow, on some other way. Projects. Yeah. We're gonna add some of them to DSPs on our own. Yep. Like, like there's been a few like J- that Jalaf Rice record with mm-hmm. Boss. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite records. I was I was I was hot that it wasn't on the album. <laughs> Facts. E. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's out. Like it's on the EP right now. Spill milk. You know what I'm saying? Like. A lot of those, they'll make it out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, one more thing. Uh, Boss starts saying milk at some point. Yeah. Were you on board? I don't drink milk. <laughs> I, drink, <laughs> I drink, I drink, I drink uh, almond milk or hemp milk. Right. You know, but you know, it's, it's, it's just, like him I, I calling, like it cause it's like being fresh. You know what I'm saying? I like I him like, calling everything milk is so gross to me. <laughs> Why? I lo- like milk? No, I'm, I'm fine with milk. I just think that it's just like, I don't know. It's such a visceral, like, it's almost like the way that people don't like the word moist. I'm just like, I just don't <laughs> milk, like milk. Just throws you off. Yeah. I'm like, why are we calling things milk? Like <laughs> it, it, every, everything is weird about it. I love got a fresh pair of whites on that's milk. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's so you like that that? that's Johnson. so literal. <laughs> no, th- these are uh, these are Agassiz. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are. I wouldn't call they're, them milk. They're though. milk though. Don't you know? don't yeah. say that. Um, <laughs> how about the artwork? Which, oh, the trophy? The, no, yeah, the trophy. Uh-huh. But like even dreaming it up in the in the first place. Oh, so when we came, 
So when we started talking about revenge, like we was like, yo, we need we need an idea. This is like November, and honestly, like sometimes the way I process, I might like draw something like first, but it's like I'm starting think. So I'm I'm a kid from like back in the day shit. So like I'm a Trekkie, but you remember Star Wars, right? So Star Wars, you know, the beginning of Star Wars, you see how the words come down like that. Yeah, like, I felt like or go up go up yeah but it has yeah. that shape right? yes yeah, yeah yeah so i was like all right i wanted to do something with that and i didn't know what i wanted to do so i i first came with the the, the like a like a like a really bad paper sketch of like revenge and i tried to do of the dreamers i was like fuck that so i did revenge and i did the three then i scanned it and i, I did like a like a black and white image and then i kind of animated it and i texted to cole and adam and it just flickered a lot and cole was like that shit kind of dope. I was like, all right, so I have I have something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, we gotta work on this shit. So we didn't have we didn't work on it initially. We like we just did the solid thing, and then we did the invitations, and that kind of lived for like a while. And we were like, all right, album. Like after we did the sessions, we came back home. We was like, we gotta figure something out. And I was like, yo. So one day, me and Adam was in the office, and we was like, we gotta figure out what to do with it. I was like, yo, I kind of feel like yo. This is, this is a celebration. This album is a celebration of where we at right now. Because shit is kind of moving. Ari's moving. Everything's moving. Like, people fucking with us. Like, we got to do a trophy. We got to do a fucking trophy. We got to do a trophy. And we got to celebrate this shit. So he's like, how are we going to build a trophy? So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really know how we are going to build a trophy. I hit up a dude I used to go to high school with. My homie... Did oh, did he go to LaGuardia? Oh, no, no, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, <laughs> yo, fuck LaGuardia. Yo. R and Design stand up. We out here doing big things. R and Design High School class of 1999. We doing big things. So me, I hit my my homie Desi. Desi works for this company that designs like, like they build stuff. They build stuff for like museums. Like they build statues, all that shit. So I hit Desi. I actually hit Desi before that to build. Uh, a moon. I hit him up like, yo, I need to build a fucking moon. He's like, a moon? I need a moon taller than me, bro. He's like, yo, what are you talking about? I, like, I need a moon because my, my, my homie Jid is going on tour. I need to build a moon for the, uh, the uh, Catch Me If You Can tour. Yeah. And I need it to say uh, East Atlanta Playboy, and yeah. I need that shit to light the fuck up. Yeah. So he's like, I could build it. That shit, shit going to be expensive. I was like, yo, I need that shit tall. He's like, yo, you sure you don't need a small? I was like, yo, I need this shit like six... Six feet, Yo, six I, and a half feet. I wish it was sort of like um, Spinal Tap, where <laughs> yeah. you know how like the they have the, the um, Stonehenge? Yeah, Stonehenge oh. that like ends up being like a foot and a half. <laughs> nah, so we're going big. So my homie builds this for He builds that and he builds a marquee that lights up for Jit's Which tour. we saw yeah. when and we saw it, him in LA. Yeah, it was fire. Yeah, right? definitely fire. So I'm like, fire. fuck that. So I hit him again. I was like, yo, I need a trophy. So he always like- Six feet tall. He, yeah. like, he like laughs when I hit him because I just hit him randomly. Like, I don't know how it's going to get made. I need this made. So I give him like the sketch. And first I did like a really bad Photoshop mock of what I think it would look like. I'll, I'll show it to you. It's terrible. <laughs> and then he sends me back like a, a like a CAD 3D sketch of it. I'm like, boom. So he's like, all right, I can build it. It's going to take me a couple weeks to build it. So he builds it. And we go to the we go to his studio space to see it. I'm like, oh, this shit's fire. So I don't even show it to Cole yet, right? I'm like, all right, we go get this there, right? We go get some good photos done. So finally we get this, get this piece done. And... Like I'm, I, I, uh, we get the trophy done and we, we get the design. We got a couple different angles of it, and I'm like, now I, I want to get it photographed. So there's this dope photographer in Montreal that we met on um, K 
KOD tour. This dude named Nasca Demini. He is so dope. Yo, yeah. he's so I met him. Just shout out to Brian Summers, dope photographer. I'm looking on Brian's page because I'm I, I'm always on my phone. Terrible. I'm always on Instagram, and I see this photo of Brian. I'm like, yo, who took this fucking photo? I'm on tour. I'm on the bus, like going from some city to another. And he's like, oh my man Nasca. I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to Montreal in like a couple weeks. So he connects us. So one day I'm like, I wanted to, I, my plan was to go get a photograph of all the artists. Like, yo, we take a outing while we're in Montreal. Nobody wakes up. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to still go. Yeah. I want to get some poutine and I want to go. <laughs> so I hop on a fucking train. I go to his studio space and we talk for like hours. And we talk about like a lot of ill shit. And our conversation really resonated. And I, was like, and I said to him, I was like, yo, I don't know what we're going to work on together, but we're going to work on something. Fast forward a year later, we get the trophy done and I text Nasca and I'm like, yo, yo, I, I want you to shoot the album cover for Revenge. I don't know how it's gonna work out, but I want to. He's like, yo, I'm in New York randomly. So I jump on it, I jump in a cap and I go to this photo space. He's shooting and I show him the thing and I'm like, one way or another, gonna work it out. We worked, we got it done like to down to the wire. Like literally, the album dropped July, what, 7th? I'm terrible at that. <laughs> We finished the photo shoot like mid June. Like I flew up to Montreal for a day. I literally had to illegally like bring this shit into <laughs> into Canada because the way it goes for me to be going there, I need a work permit. Yep. I ain't got no fucking permit. Right. Mm -hmm. You were there for pleasure. I right. was there for a party. Shout and out and poutine. Yeah. Shout out my homie uh, Visuals by Pierre Carr. He had a party. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Pierre. To Pierre. Yeah. So I we wrapped the trophy up like in mad towels and stuff because I had to check <laughs> the bag. The trophy's like this tall. Yeah, like two feet. And it's heavy as fuck. I couldn't carry it. I couldn't be a carry-on. So I put it in this really big thing and I wrapped it up and padded like crazy. So mind you, I'm only there for two days. So when I go through customs, dude is like... Uh, you're here for what? I was like, oh, I'm just here for a party. And he's like, Did you, do you have any other luggage other than this bag? He's like, yeah, I got I got like a, a, a carry-on. He's like, I, I got something I checked on the plane. He's like, why do you have something checked on the plane if you're only here for two days? I was like, oh, I'm bringing, like I have a friend who lives here now and I'm bringing some shit that he left. He's like, what is it? I was like, it's a trophy. He's like, it's a trophy. <laughs> he's like yeah, because I'm like, he's going to go in the bag, so I can't just say it's clothes. Yeah, right, yeah. So he's like, it's a trophy. He's like, what was the trophy? Oh, it's the trophy he won. <laughs> and I'm just bringing it for him. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, did he pay for it? I was like, nah, he won it at, in like a tournament. He's like, all right. What was the tournament? Nah, he didn't go that far. Oh, right. thank like, God. Listen, yeah. but I'm it, good. I'm good on improvisation. So we yeah. could it was it a going. basketball tournament because Chris Bosch was there and exactly. the Bucks were there. <laughs> way, and yeah. I would have been able to allow my way through. So he lets me through. <laughs> I I get there the next I get there late that night. The next morning I go shoot the trophy. And that night I went out and then the next day I was back in New York. With the trophy again. Yeah, with the okay, trophy. Okay, got it. So the trophy's in the office now. Yeah. And um, we shot the album cover and we put it together and then we announced it to the world. And that was like a real proud moment. One, because I got to work with somebody that I, I really wanted to. Yep. And it's it's the moment where we are now. So I'm really proud of that piece. Man, that's so dope. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm pretty sure Nasca is Marcus Troy's twin brother. Yo, so <laughs> yeah. funny shit. So I'm having, I'm after we do the shoot, we took a break while we're shooting and we went, no, no, no. This is no, the first time I met him. This happened when I first met him at, when we was on KOD tour. So I meet up with Nasca, and then we're like, let's go get some food around the corner. We go to this, this spot. And my homie is like a huge fan of Nasca's, uh, not Nasca's work. He's, he, he, he follows Marcus. Yeah. So I'm sitting there with Marcus and Nasca eating, and my boy's like, yeah, yeah, you out there in Montreal. You got to check this dude, Marcus Troy. So I say to Nasca, I was like, yo, you know this dude named Marcus Troy? 
And Marcus is like, that's me. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I was like, yeah, like, we're brothers. We're twins. And that's when I look at them and realize, oh, shit, they are fucking yeah. twins. And they're identical. They're identical twins, but yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't see it, like, on some crazy shit. Like, I'm dumb. Like, I'm a fucking idiot. Because he has locks. And he's like, I was like, oh, fuck. Y'all, y'all are twins. It's like, this is crazy. Like, my homie just sent me to connect with you. I'm Yo. like, so, yeah, shout out to Marcus Trey. He's a dope dude, too. Man. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier how you were listening to Cole and then you were listening to Crit. And recently on Crit's new album, Cole's feature starts off talking about how you introduced him to Crit's music. How did it feel when that verse went out to the world? All right. First of all, I never even knew about that. I didn't know about the record. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that record got laid during during the sessions or Crit was down there. Yeah, yeah I'm like. Yeah. I'm thinking it happened that time, but I don't know when it happened. So I wake up that morning, and first text I get is like, yo, you on the internet. <laughs> that doesn't even sound good, right? No, so it I'm sounds like, terrible. So yeah. I'm like, all right. So uh, I start looking through, and I'm seeing like, I'm seeing like, at replies, like, yo, fell into a call. I'm like, what? So then I see the song. So I'm listening to the song, and like, Cole comes in second verse. So I'm just listening to the song. I'm like, what am I listening for? And then, then I hear, I'm like, damn, that's kind of fire. I was like, damn. And I, it's like, yo, it's, 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 is I remember when Cole shouted me out on uh, Forrester's Drive, you know, and it's it's crazy to hear get my name on a rap album. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a like, unique just name. To be a, like I, we're all a part of this thing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're all a part of hip hop, and it's like when you get any kind of nod, the best kind of nod, boss nod. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to nod. Yeah. West Coast boy for now. <laughs> yeah. Coming back. Coming back. Um, no, but I just mean that, like, yes, it is, it is amazing to hear, like, you being shouted out. But, like, when I hear, like, 50 say stuff about Jeffrey, I'm like, oh, I could take that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I don't want him actually talking about yeah. Jeffrey. Nah, but, yeah, man, it, it, it's fire. And, and it was, I, I, I remember, like, being, like, giving Cole Crit was here. And I remember... Cole, when Cole first went out on the road, he took Crit. And I was like, yo, you sh-. he's like, who should I take? I was like, you should take Crit. You should take Crit. Like, Crit's dope. You got to take Crit. Y'all kind of from the same cloth. Yeah, you know, y'all going to be the guys. Because that's how I look at Crit. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're the guys for me yeah. in the industry. You know, him, Kendrick. That's that's my people that I look at. Like, they're going to, they're the, the guys to keep this thing going. So when he's, you know, I knew he always knew that. I, I didn't, I never thought that he'd be like, He'd nod that. Because even when him and Crit was on tour, I went to the show in, I think it was Jersey, and I didn't even, like, meet Crit. Like, I never, I didn't have that moment. Be like, yeah, you know, Phil, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan. And, you know, I, I you know, I told Cole about you. Yeah. Like, I never had that moment. But, like, for that to be on record is, like, you know, it, it's, it's amazing to me. And I thank Cole for that. That's yeah. It. So, Cole is somebody who uh, we've seen recently. He's in the city. He's playing pick up basketball like with the like Brickley and the NBA guys but um it's funny I remember first seeing in the HBO documentary um him riding his bike around the city and now it's like continued to be this thing where he's just like here and he'll ride a bike and that's the way he moves around it's the same bike (laughs) it's the same bike he rides that bike all the time and you're with him yeah oh yo so Funny story. The other night, right? He was like, "Yo, let's, yo, we gotta, we gotta do this. So let's, we go ride over to Brooklyn, bitch." I'm like, "Bet, bet, bet, we gotta <laughs> do it." So I'm hype. I'm like, "All right." So what is this? Saturday night. Saturday night, I come home. I went out. I went to some party. I came home. Got my bike. Uh, rode to Canal. 
Road to the west side, met him. We ride up the west side a little bit and then cut into the city. So we ride through the city, ride all the way up to, um, we ride all up to Columbus, bus over to the Apple store. We go to the Apple store. He got to get a new phone. Cole is, Cole is notorious for like, <laughs> he's the phone destroyer. Right? <laughs> so we get a phone, we ride to the east side, and now we, we're riding down because the goal is we're going to ride over the Brooklyn Bridge. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we go ride over the Brooklyn Bridge. We're riding, we're cruising on 2nd Avenue. I fucking catch a fucking flat on 22nd and 2nd. Damn. And I seen when I seen the pothole. I seen it like right <laughs> before it happened. I got one headphone in. I'm listening to Maxo. And then You boom. aimed for that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it popped my back tire. So it literally happens. And I'm riding for a little bit, but I just start, you know, you start feeling that. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, yo, yo, because he's ahead of me. I was like, I think I got a flat. And I was like, Damn. I, knew, I knew it was the end. And I was just like, I was just so sad because like, I'm not going to make it. So it's like the Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So it's funny because I, I said, I was like, yo, man, I'm just, I'm gonna just take this, this cab right here, man. I was like, I need to just tell my story, man. Yeah. Story. <laughs> so then he kept, he kept going. He did it though. But yeah, he always riding through the city. Have you seen him since, or was it the last time? That was That's, it. That was, that was actually it. the last time I seen him. Wow. I haven't seen him since. I hope to see him again. Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. you still have a job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember me. It's been really, honestly dope for us to experience this all in New York City and watch how you have moved in the last 12 years like it, it, it's very meaningful to us like that you have gotten to where you've gotten based off of passion and love and a Swiss Beats video that you should have never put on partofmeduke.com oh so, <laughs> so congratulations Felton we appreciate you for coming up that's it yeah that's it. Well, congratulations. Dreamville. Dreamville in the building. Yeah. Still going. More to come. Diddy252 in this bitch. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit me on there. You can find me on Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you, bro. Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if you want to find out more about us, I'm Eric, your Jeff, together, where It's The Real, no apostrophe, no spaces. One more time, It's The Real, no apostrophe, no spaces. Good luck. If people want to find out more about us and this podcast, it's called A Waste of Time with It's The Real. If people want to find out more about what's going on any day of the week, Jeff, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com. You can get all of our merch at itsthereal.com. You can even get our newsletter at itsthereal.com. Sign up today. Maybe you'll get a black bottle from Bel Air Rosé. We should get paid for all of the promo that we're doing for Bel Air Rosé. Also, you can listen to all of our old episodes, all of our new ones on any streaming platform, including the one that you're listening to right now. Yes. That's Spotify, that's Google, that's Apple Music, that's SoundCloud. CastBox. That's CastBox. It's just everywhere. CastBox? You listen. CastBox. We're on any streaming platform, including CastBox. Yes. We should get paid by CastBox. Social media. Social media. We are on Twitter at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, Instagram at It's The Real. Jeff, this is the portion of the podcast where we put a call out to the internet and we say, hey, hey, we have a question. Here's a question. Where do you want us to do a live show and the internet unmasked? Mm-hmm. Hit us back. And they said what, Jeff? They said... in a whole bunch of places. All right, Jeff, I'm going to read out the city and you read out who wants us to come down there. Here we go. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Jorge H954 and friend of the podcast, Jenna Luckman. Yeah. 
Philadelphia, PA. Uh, at the Bread Fox, said we would have a sold-out show. Alex Dale, who said we should come with Meek Mill and Tierra Wack. Sure. And Todd Gulim. All right. Rio de Janeiro. All right, so come to Brazil, obviously. Yes. Shouts to Jimmy Branley. There you go. Who or is not from Brazil. <laughs> Orlando, Florida. Uh, this is a bunch. Najeri X3. Ken Griffey, 281, great name. Beatmaker and Dominican928. All right, people want us to come back down to Atlanta, Georgia, which we are going to be down there later this year. Uh, Ash the Stampede and Casillas Audio. Baltimore, Maryland. Chocolate Storm. All right, uh, someone wants us to come down to Fallujah, Iraq. Yes, shout out to the commuter for Listen, you set it up, I will happily be in Fallujah, Iraq. Salute. Support the troop. Charlottesville, Virginia. That is our guy, Bro Grades. New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, Carlos Marcelo, Miss Callie, and OG Carlton 77. How about Denver, Colorado? Shout out to Jake Waxon. We were just, we were just out in Denver a few months ago. All right, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, J-O-O-J, all right? Los Angeles, California. Shout out to Shankopotamus, who has been very supportive. Yes. Uh, Multimedia Bob from the Inside the Vibe podcast. You know the fucking vibes. Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Roy is the boy. Cash Money Josh from Kalamazoo. Close enough. Houston, Texas. Uh, that's Jeffrey and Motoconosaur and MJ Owens. How about Winnipeg up there in... Canada. I want to shout out Clement Bedeku. I want to shout out Buku Ranks, who said he would travel anywhere in Canada, but he did not mention Winnipeg. So, you know, make, <laughs> make the trip to somewhere, but That's right. hopefully Winnipeg. Reno, Nevada. Figueroa J10. Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Also home to our aunt. This is true. And also home to Raphael Cartier, Gerard Hussein, Sean Kennedy from Frederick, Maryland, Stevie A., Jay Guevara from Richmond, Coach Wade, Believe Lando. Shout out to the entire DMV. How yeah. about Las Vegas, Nevada? Moi, Coupe de Gras. How about Nashville, Tennessee? Uh, just call me Flo and in the bud. Jeff, does anybody want us to come back to the greatest city of them all, New York? Uh, well, our friend Cam does. All right, shout out to Cam. Portland, Oregon. That would be Dub Dynamite. I don't know anything about Dub Dynamite, but I do know it's a great name. Does anybody want us to come to San Diego, California? Uh, Young Lion Blog, who interviewed us, and it was a great, great interview. Shout out to Young Lion Blog. One person would like us to come overseas back to our second home, London, England. Not only one person wants us to come back, oh, one, one person, person replied. responded. Yeah. yeah, so John Muro. This has only been five minutes on the internet. So. All right, how about, how about Phoenix, Arizona? Grow knowledge. Anybody, Jeff, in Rexdale, Canada? Okay, so that is where Nav is from. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Gucci on site, who is Nav's biggest fan, wants us to come there. Actually, our friend Grant Ridner, yes. when asked to put together his list of top of DMCs, yes. Nav put was Nav up there? Nav was every single one. Oh, there All you 50. Go. Seattle, Washington. Andrew J. Rivers, also Macklemore. And <laughs> yeah, Macklemore asked Macklemore us to come. Does Macklemore want us to come yeah. Who wants us to come to Boston, Massachusetts? And the law 22. Here's the thing. I haven't been back since I went to college there. So really, it should be a great homecoming. It would be huge. I think people will pour out in the streets when they realize that me, Boston's favorite son, has come home. It's the real. Yeah. Imagine this. I, I will happily imagine this. It's the real. Uh-huh. Featuring. Featuring. Ely Wiesel. Jeff, now for real, for real. We'll see you guys next week. Right. Look like a